why is it that our, our, our animated podcasts are always the dirtiest podcast? But like, yeah, like I, if there is a strip club, high end strip club in Vegas, I've probably been there. I'm sure you went to the cheetah lounge then too. Of course. Yeah. about the low end ones? Been to a couple of those. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the What's Up Ready Podcast. We fashion ourselves cinematic judge and jury. My name is JJ Crowder. I'm here with my co-hosts, Matt Heiner. Better Red and Dead. And Javier Ortiz. What is up, my nerds? We appreciate your help growing the podcast. Go ahead and hit that follow or subscribe button. Tell a friend about us. On that vein, please go and give us a review. You can do so at Stitcher. Spotify now has a new rating system. We'd love that. And then as well, Apple Podcasts, as always. We'd love to get those ratings. It really helps us grow the podcast. Please leave some comments if you're able to. I know on Spotify you're not. So yeah, we love those reviews and it really does help us. So we appreciate that. Also go check out our website, whatsoverdict.com, where you can see all of our upcoming episodes, get our newsletter so we, you can stay up to date on all of that information and then pick up some merch to help support the podcast as well. So with the question that we always ask each week is if you find yourself wondering if you spend time, money, or both on a movie, to help with that question, we put a movie on trial, discuss the facts, pass judgment, and let you know our verdict. Today, we're reviewing Sing 2. It was released December 22nd, 2021. It was written and directed by Garth Jennings. It stars Matthew McConaughey, Reese Witherspoon, Scarlett Johansson, Tori Kelly, Taryn Edgerton, Nick Kroll, Bobby Cannavale, Halsey, Letitia Wright, and Bono. Buster Moon and his friends must persuade reclusive rock I don't know why that's so funny to me. And Bono. (laughs) (laughs) You start giggling and it cracks me up. I was like, what's Bono doing in a movie? (laughs) When it's just just like, it's almost like the period at the end of a sentence, right? You're like, da-da-da-da-da-da, and Bono. (laughs) And Bono. (laughs) Fucking weird. All right. Buster Moon and his friends must persuade persuade reclusive rock star Clay Galloway to join them for the opening of a new show. If you haven't seen this movie and you want to avoid spoilers, you can go check out a spoiler-free review on YouTube to find out if you think you should watch this movie or not. Pause the podcast now to avoid those spoilers. Go watch the movie. Come back. Pick up where you left off. If you're all right with spoilers, hang out with us because we're about to spoil the shit out of this thing. So with that, let's dive in. Yeah, I've never, I never saw the first one. So, I mean, I got the gist of it through like the previews and like kids talking about it, like my nieces and nephews, like where you know, it was all about building this new theater thing. And so he builds the team. And then of course, in this one, we're introduced right out the gate to what they're doing with, you know, the theater and the the team. And yeah, so it was all new to me. I really enjoyed it. Like I thought it was a lot of fun. Mostly the fun I think for me was figuring out who was doing the voice acting. Cause I didn't look into anything in this movie. Mm-hmm. So like I said, the first thing you hear is Matthew McConaughey talking. as a koala. Kids. His voice come out of this little fuzzy koala's <laughs> face. I was like, okay. It's so cute. That's odd. No, it's it a cute movie. It's a very cute movie. I thought it was fun. I liked the way that it, you know, it was him growing and trying to get his Las Vegas mainstay show. I thought that was really funny to play in because that's like the new thing now for the big singers and and acts is to get there. What, what did they, what did they call it? Was it red city? Red shore city. Red Shore city. So for the longest time, I thought we were talking about like Atlantic city. 
Because right? that's oh, like yeah, no, yeah. like Red yeah. Shore for some for some reason. And then we get there, I was like, oh no, that's Vegas. I just been in, Vegas. I've been into that city enough that I I could tell like when they showed the little skip, I was like, oh yeah, that's Vegas. But yeah, yeah I could see they had the like Bellagio mm-hmm. uh, fountain, right? Yeah, <laughs> it was just fun to see their little spin on it to make it look like Vegas without I don't know having to pay Caesar and Bellagio and all that for like mm-hmm. showing their actual <laughs> hotels and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, conveniently. There, the billboards there, as you all notice, if you go to Vegas a lot, these billboards in Sing 2 did not have a lot of things that would be questionable for a children's Gentleman <laughs> club advertisements. Hey, they have they have one of the strip clubs in uh, Vegas is called the library. I mean, you can go check out a book. I'm going to the library. Check out a book. <laughs> I've been to the library. Have you? Have you really? <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. There are very just so you know, and I can't believe we're talking about this on this particular podcast. <laughs> Why is it that our, our our animated podcasts are always the dirtiest podcasts? But like, yeah, like I, if there is a strip club, high end strip club in Vegas, I've probably been there. I'm sure you went to the Cheetah Lounge then too. Of course, what about yeah. the low end ones. Been to a couple of those. <laughs> 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 Depends on which friends I'm with when we go. <laughs> I don't recommend a lot of the strip clubs in Vegas. Like they're not as cool as you might think, but I just couldn't help but notice. Cause that's what Vegas is. I mean, when you drive in, like you're, you're taken back by all the big casinos, but then it's just, it's, I mean, you can't miss it. It's just hard not to miss either on the billboards or when you're walking on the streets and seeing all the, yeah, the guys with the little cards. Yeah, little cards or just the scantily clad street performers that are trying to take pictures with you at any given moment. I mean, it's Vegas. Oh Yeah. This is the body paint one. Yeah. I yeah. could really, I could have used a Thunder from Down Under ad and it's just like ripped kangaroos. See, like that, you know? they could have gotten away with that. And that, that shit would have been <laughs> over the top funny. Like JJ might have died in his seat. All I can see is that kangaroo from YouTube that's like jacked to the max. Yeah, oh, the one that like punched out. the guy. Funny yeah. Fuck! Seriously, like you just see them walking down with their bow ties and like black pants. They're all just yeah. ripped and shit. <laughs> that would have been funny. That would have been really funny. It could have gotten away with that too. Like it would have worked for the adult audience because kids would have had no idea. Dang, sting! Oh man, that would have been great, dude. So that's part of what I liked about this one, though. The sing and whether in the first one, JJ, if you watch or this one, they kind of go through a little like Rocky training montage in the sense of all these people performing mm. um, and doing the trouts and such. And I, I love seeing all that based off what animal that they put up there and what they're singing or doing. Like that's just always just makes me, that's just so fun to brainstorm. Whoever's in the writing room doing that. I always love when they do that. And to Javier's point, they should have done what he just mentioned. It would have been even better. They could have had that one of those performances yeah. <laughs> as a tryout. Seriously, you could, you could have had them walking down the street or something, like three or four of them in their bow ties and they're all ripped and shit. And somebody just goes, hey, Mike, what's up? <laughs> but man, did love, who's the, the supporting character for the elephant that I, I forget her name? That guy. I liked him. The dude that had oh, the perfect yeah. hair oh, and everything. Like, yeah. Oh, you're talking about the bull. <laughs> yeah. He yeah, made me laugh. Crazy, He's like, all right, Gina. My name's not Gina, it's Mina. Who's <laughs> it's wrong like every time? Yeah, every day doesn't care. <laughs> yeah. What was that? Who was that character's name? I don't even remember his name. I don't know. I, don't I just either. really liked him and his hair. And he's he didn't even care about her name. He's like, I'm gonna get an award for this. And I'm gonna get so many awards for this. <laughs> <laughs> was it was his name Darius? 
Yeah, it was Darius. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Eric so Andre. Eric Andre did the voice for that. That makes that even better because yeah. Eric Andre is hilarious as hell. Yeah, it cracks me up. Yeah, that guy's funny. And he's so weird looking too. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, he's such a goofy looking dude. He's gonna be in the Jackass movie coming out later oh, this year. He's oh. the guy. He's oh. the ice cream thing, the truck, food truck, and gets hit I by that. Like, fucking, that. Oh, that's him. Wind. That's Eric Andre. <laughs> and like Johnny Knox was like, "What'd you guys do to Eric?" <laughs> Amazing. One of the one of the funniest parts of this movie, though, I think the funniest part for me though was uh, Mrs. Crawley when she's in the Lambo oh. and just busting out to why? Dude. Why am I forgetting what's the song called again? I'm forgetting the title of it. Is that System with a Down? Yeah, it's System with a Down. Oh, dude, that scene just I couldn't help but laugh. It was just funny to me. Oh, she yeah. brought the rental back and she's like, don't happen to know. I brought it back with a full tank of gas. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, she was the funniest part of the whole movie with the apple shoved in her face. And her eye. Yeah, like because she loses her eye going yeah. after Clay Galloway. She's got like an apple shoved in there. So here, here's one of my problems with this movie is that we have this whole setup of like, Clay Calloway hasn't even heard one of his songs in over 15 years. And then you have a porcupine playing on the guitar and he's like, all right, I'm in. Like there was just like so much buildup of like how he's a recluse. Doesn't even have a road up to his house. That's how like he trapped his house. He booby trapped his house. Well, then he's all nice about it too. They're getting ready to grab the fence. He's like, don't touch the fence. Like, Why'd you put it there? Exactly. <laughs> he was I conflicted. Been, I would have been like, lick the fence. Like, <laughs> pee on it. Pee on it. Pee on it. Let's start a new home business, though. Motorcycles and paintballs. Home defense. Dude, honestly, if <laughs> I was a billionaire, that's what I would do. I would joust people. Oh, yeah. I would, I would like shoot them with paintballs and then joust each other off a of motorcycle. That'd be awesome. So funny. Yeah, I mean... Yes, Javier, you're totally right. Like that happened much too easily to me. That's I always have to go into a kids' movie with the suspension of belief and just say, like, you know, they can take some more professional liberties and gloss over things very easily in ways that I would not allow them to in a more adult-oriented movie. That's just usually the way I have to approach it. Well, and I will say one thing about kids' movies: like you have to because they have the attention spans that they do. Like the, the pacing has to be correct, right? Like it has to move. So you can't have too many of those like slow down mm-hmm. adult moments where they're trying to talk him into or have him be a complete dick. But you'll, you'll lose them. At that point, you lose the kids, right? Like they're gone. They have to, they have such an innocent view of the world that they have to be, yeah. they can't be a complete That's asshole. a really good point. It's not, I mean, think about it. Even, I mean, you look at cartoons these days, which I don't want well, to watch, but I just know the bits and pieces I've seen, they are so different than the, even the cartoons I grew up with, like with Ed and Nettie, Cow and Chicken, Cat Dog, Recess, all those things where they, there was more of a plot. They were driven storyline yeah. each episode. But now you look at cartoons, they're like, they're just changing. They're, yeah. they're, I just watched one last week. It was, it's a 10 minute episode, but in that 10 minutes, there was like three or four mini like episodes basically happening. And to me, I was like, man, I can't even make sense of all that's going down right now. But that's that's the new normal. Yeah, that's the world we live in with YouTube and TikTok. And I mean, you know, you have second long videos, but I'm with you. Like, and for me, like all the cartoons you list off were things that I was almost an adult for. Yeah. Like I was outside of watching cartoons. Yeah, like I was watching Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the X-Men, Thundercats, like 
GI Joe. Like those are the cartoons that I watch. And those like had some of those were like long minimum yeah. 30 minute episodes, like but you'd get, yeah, you'd get full seasons. You'd, and they'd have like overarching, like Transformers had some of the best overarching storylines throughout an entire season of cartoons. That so Michael Bay effed it up. Well, yeah, he screwed that up bad too. No, you're but, totally right. Though. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. And it's something you have to remember when you go into movies like that, that I, because still one of my favorite movies of all time is Toy Story, that franchise. And I have to suspend some belief, but I, I try and put myself back into when I first experienced movies like that. And if you can, and I, for me, it helps to go see movies with kids of that age, because it just, it helps transport me back to what I want to be as a viewer there. But again, some, I think some of the best kids movies are those are able to insert some adult humor because they have to balance out that platform a little bit. And I thought Singh overall did a pretty good job of that. Javier's comment about the kangaroo, I mean, would have just been like an over the top, like that's Vegas for you. And I think that's, that's the hard line that I have to walk. They have to make it, as you said, JJ entertaining enough and the attention span enough for a kid, but allow it to be something that adults aren't just blowing their brains out watching it like some of the kids <laughs> yeah. cartoons because that can be really hard like we're not going to sit there like ace and watch a dump truck for 45 minutes and be as enthralled as he is but yeah then that's the bounce that is always hard i think with kids movies i think this one did good like i said i and we've done cartoons and we've animated films in the past and like some of them i liked like scoob i liked because of the nostalgia for me because that's a cartoon that i watched when i was a kid right and so for me, there was a lot of nostalgia there. Like I liked Soul because it had such a really good storyline mm-hmm. and was very different and interesting. And it was funny too. I didn't love Ryan the Dragon because it was a little weird. Like I liked it okay, but it wasn't the great. But this one, I was thoroughly entertained. And I think like you guys have said, you guys saw the first one. So there's that comparison like we talked about with kings man there's there's comparisons there that that i can't help but draw so i was kind of glad i didn't see the first one like i left the movie theater with casey i was like i was really kind of dreading watching this to a degree but i left i was like this was fun like i had a great time it was funny there were some weird parts to it but i thought the freaking daughter of like the wolf guy like i laughed my ever loving ass off every time she was on the screen it was great kudos to halsey because halsey's is and it was funny because Halsey's one of Casey's favorite artists. Like she has some great music, but she's not one of my favorite artists, but like she's one of Casey's. But as soon as I heard her, I was like, fuck, that's Halsey. And that Jersey accent and just being a little baby and like whining, like being all mad. And then all of a sudden turning around going, I don't care if I'm playing an alien. I just want to be in this mother. But (laughs) that character was top notch for me. Like, I laughed so hard every also, time she was on. Was that Fox like kind of hot? Or is it just me? Oh no, yeah. <laughs> I, I was I was I was feeling a little furry vibe on that deal right there. It was a it was a slender fox. So we'll, we'll give it that. It was a slender fox. I mean, technically she was a wolf, but yeah. I mean, you know, oh, yeah, yeah, that she yeah. was a foxy wolf. Foxy wolf. But yeah, I had some furry vibes going. I was you know? a little disappointed. Like one of my favorite characters from the first one, I'm gonna forget his name, but he's the the larger pig, the like the European pig. Piggy Powers or whatever. To me is Goose Gunter. Yeah, yeah, yes. He didn't have as much one of the first one, maybe he didn't either. He's more of like a complimentary character. But man, like when he did his little like robot, I just like that guy. He makes me laugh. Piper, I was up here having a total freak out. <laughs> I did laugh at this because, and Javier, you kind of touched on this in the spoiler free is that 
the side characters to me, like I said, Portia, Gunter, freaking the other. Oh, the dance instructor. I love that guy. The the main one. Yeah, that guy was funny. Klaus kicking clobber. Like that guy was hilarious. Nushi, the cat, like the dancing cat chick. Like all of these side characters were better than like with Scarlett Johansson and Rosita. Mm. Like I had no interest in those characters. I liked the elephant. She was funny because she was like weird and shy and being like when she covers her face with her ears and the ice cream gets face planted. (laughs) I was like, that was a ton of ice cream. Yeah, seriously, how'd they get that much ice cream on that ice cream cone? Yeah, but I was laughing. Like, I had fun with that. And then, like, Pharrell playing the other elephant, Alfonso. And when he said his name at the end, I was like, that is the perfect fucking name for an elephant. Like, I don't know why that makes you make, so much sense. You make a me, really but... good point, though, because I noticed in, in this movie, they leaned more into those what were secondary characters, but became much more front leaning characters. Because if you watch Sing One, you'll realize what you're kind of saying, the main characters that should have been in, in this one very much get their screen time in the first mm-hmm. one. The only one that I felt like had more time in a backstory was Johnny, where they still mm-hmm. focused a lot on him. He's one of my favorite characters. His song in the first one's awesome. But the rest of them, as you kind of talked about, Jades, they didn't really, in my opinion, deviated from them. And what wasn't a bad direction to go, I think it they in, instigated some new blood. But I guess it's just a choice they made. Sure. I did like Johnny's character in this one too, because I felt like he was one of the ones that dealt with real problems, right? Yeah. Where he's like, I have this instructor that is expecting so much of me and I don't even know how to dance and I need someone to teach me. And now I'm losing my confidence because I'm going through this experience. And that was like a real thing that people go through. Yeah. Right? Like, crap, what's Matthew McC- McConaughey's character's name? Moon. He is not like a real character to me. He like does not <laughs> have real problems. <laughs> Well, and he creates his own problems more often. Exactly. Than this one. Like, why lie to this dude? Like, <laughs> okay, thank you. So that's why I'm saying that the wolf, the big bad evil guy, is like not that bad of a guy. Okay, he's a little bit more homicidal than I care for, <laughs> right? But he's a wolf. It's in his nature. Anyway, Moon walks in, puts on a shitty performance, and he's like, "All right, get out." And then. Someone mentions Clay, and he's like, oh, I love Clay. And the moon's like, I know Clay. I, 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 I have a show with Clay in it. Yeah. And, the moon, and then this dude's like, great, put it together. And you know, just so you know, if you're lying, like, I'm going to be super upset. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm not, not lying. And then he goes through the whole movie, accepts this dude's money, takes over his theater, and lies to him the whole time. And then this dude goes off the rails, as would I. I wouldn't threaten to throw him off a building, but I would absolutely get angry. He did throw him down a stage. He did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, that's what I'm saying. A little bit more homicidal than, you know, <laughs> I care for. But like, <laughs> if he wasn't trying to kill him, he wouldn't have been the bad guy. Yeah, I mean, it's true. So in my opinion, Moon is the bad guy here. He's a liar <laughs> and he's a thief. I can't argue the point. I, you know, he did put his people in a very bad situation and put him, set himself up to get dropped off of a building. And he didn't even tell his friends until yeah. they were coming to kill him. Dude, this guy is selfish. Man, he is out of control. You should not trust him with money, with your life, apparently. I think it's also important to call out that if you were to do a fight between apes versus wolves, apes win. 
security detail handled their business. Dude, there was the one point. Greatest part of it. Like, I laughed when they, when he brought in the big giant gorillas. Like, I was like, get him. Yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah. So you don't, you don't know this, JJ, but in the first movie, his dad is in prison. So the community service is because he's on parole. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> There was one part where they, they're fighting and then he throws a wolf on the ground. This other gorilla, like WWE, jumps in the air and then it cuts. And I was like, dude, that wolf's spine is gone. It's broken. <laughs> I was laughing. Well, you got Johnny, who's played by Taron Edgerton. So Eggsy from the Kingsman movies. It was so great. Like you have this like shy lack of confidence like singing dancing then you just got these monsters like dad and uncles silverbacks yeah walking in i was like i love this dichotomy of these two set up like that was so funny for me it was like and they're just standing there like watching everything putting the bunny masks on it's time to go to work (laughs) (laughs) loved it that was so good and then if I own this theater and I walk in and there's a couple of freaking prison thugs, I'm like, who the yeah. fuck are you? They're like, we're security. I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, he's the victim here, man. So, yeah. I, you know what? Starting to come around to Team Wolf. I think part of the reason, <laughs> I wonder if I could ask the, the writers, if you guys know this too, that Vegas was it basically founded on Mafia. Like that's how it got it started. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've seen Casino, some of those other movies that depict that. And and that's where I felt that studio boss, he had his security detail and things like that. And it's just, I was like, oh, maybe they're going the, the old school Mafia way. And that's how they wanted to portray him. I just think also logistically, like you can't just kill people. You can't just throw someone off of a building. I think that's kind of what Matt is talking about too. Cause like that was like shit. That's that, what like, happened back happened then though. Like, people just disappeared. Yeah. Like they would, yeah. I mean, they would die cause it would, literally was created and run by the mob after a while. So, I mean, it was like, they would, they would just disappear. But I think there was also a piece of Mr. Crystal, the wolf guy that they were trying to make like that producer, the movie producer, like, the one that's in jail now. Cause he was like Weinstein. Yeah. Weinstein. Like that uh. kind of like, cause Weinstein would do shit like that with like movies. Like he would call people in and be like, you know, yeah, make this movie. We'll make you famous. We'll do this, whatever. And then would be a complete shithead to people. I mean, and that's aside from the nasty things he did to women. Cause that fucker needs to die. But like, I kind of got vibes of that with hmm. crystal too. Like the mafia mixed with like modern day shitty producers and heads of things like that. But, but yeah, I mean like, Buster Moon's kind of a dick. <laughs> yeah, dude. That guy sucks. And he sounds like Matthew McConaughey. I just kept waiting for an all right, all right, all right. Or like, yeah. a, like you know, in that one so, with uh, Leonardo DiCaprio when they're in the restaurant and he's like beating his chest mm-hmm. and singing. Like, that. Sh- I was waiting for that. That shit would have been funny. Or a Lincoln commercial. Yeah. How funny would that shit have been if he comes pulls up driving some little mini Lincoln. I thought, <laughs> but yeah, that was my biggest thing was I found I was really interested at how uninterested I was in like what to me felt like we're supposed to be the main characters, except Johnny. I did enjoy Johnny's part. But I also think part of that, the reason I enjoyed Johnny is because I enjoyed the damn cat so much. 
like she made me laugh too like the one that was teaching him how to dance and like starts like the banging on the barrels when he's getting his ass beat in the final performance like i just really enjoyed her so i thought that was cool and yet interesting that they highlighted so much of them making the main characters better right but i will say that the pig girl like reese witherspoon's character like i had no interest in her like i didn't care i would have rather the wolf girl portia been the main girl mm-hmm. i mean i realize she can't be but like i i found her character so much more interesting than yeah you probably feel a little bit different if you saw the first one because absolutely if you'd probably. only seen the second one i can totally agree with you portia's character was much more interesting for sure yeah yeah, the the little pig is more endearing in the first one mm-hmm. because she's just like, she's this mom with a bunch of kids who's doing something for herself. And it's like, that's like her story is her, you know, yeah. whatever. But yeah, watching this movie, I'm like, ah, like what else do you do with her? Right? Like, <laughs> I will say though, that the part where they unleash the piglets. Oh my gosh. Dude, to distract security. Yeah, I have never <laughs> laughed so hard. Like the one kid comes out of the chocolate <laughs> with like a snorkel or whatever. This is the greatest day of my life. <laughs> and it's even funny, James, if you want, when you watch the first one, there's a scene with all the, the little kids and how the mom takes care of them and such. And like the work she puts, in. it's pretty funny. Like, yeah, I, I yeah. thought they just did a good job of the terrorization of like 30 little piglets everywhere. Oh, Piggy dude. power. When they said that, and they're like, it's time to distract the guards. And you just see this horde of piglets come running in and start trashing the place. It's like, that's the greatest thing ever. I love how they never decide or show how many kids they have. Like sometimes yeah. it's 30 and sometimes it's like five. Right? Like how many, where, where are these kids? Can only animate so many of them. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Well, and I love that her husband is Nick Offerman and he's just always calm. Like with his deep voice, just like I was laughing. But I will say a big disappointing, like you said, Javier, is this whole like ash porcupine going and like changing, you know, Clay Calloway's whole outlook on life. I'm like, first of all, if you try so hard to keep people out, once they're in, he just kind of lets her chill. Like, I'm just going to stay here. And again, I know it's because it's pacing and it's a kid, so you can't have him be a completely dick, but... I don't know how to fix that, to be honest, because they went so far into the whole, like, he's a recluse, he doesn't want to talk to anyone, he shoots people with paintball guns who show up at his house. Like, that is so far beyond gone. How do you convince someone like that to come back and perform? Yeah. And I think, like, maybe a thought that I had was because he shoots (laughs) the one lady... Miss Crawley, who was voiced by the director and writer of this movie, by the way, mm-hmm. Garth Jennings. So Miss Crawley, after he shoots her with the paint bar and makes her just destroy this Lamborghini or whatever it is, like I think it would have been more interesting if like, and it would have probably fit the character too of Buster Moon showing up and kind of being like, dude, I need my lady's eyeball back, right? And because obviously he had some, he wants that connection with other people, but he mm-hmm. wants to be because he's sad about his wife. So he stays that gives that separation. I think if they'd have played on the fact that he actually is a nice guy, he just wants to be left alone. And he thinks that's the easiest way to do it. Like play on that. I think it would have still been fast enough and made sense to the kids. And he would have been like, I'm sorry, I shot her. I just don't want to, you know, I want to be left alone. And then to me, like that would have made sense instead of leaning into, he upgrades his fence to electric. Yeah. And, 
You know what I mean? He ups the ante and then he like saves them because they get zapped by his fence. I think he just could have done it differently and it would have been. Yeah. Anyway, that was just the thought there of mine because I did. I was like, well, this is great from an adult perspective. Yes. That was a plot blunder that they definitely had. I think for them, they're probably just like, you know, we came up with it for kids. We're fine. Move forward. And yeah, but for movie critique perspective. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, for the, your targeted audience, it's fine because they don't care because they can change their mind at the drop of a hat. So to them, it makes sense. It's just from an adult perspective. I was like, "Mm, that's a little bit rushed, but can I just say, I fucking hate Bono. I am not a U2 fan. Like I've never been like lyrically. There's some great songs, but like, I just think U2 so overrated. And so when it was like, Ooh, it's Bono. I'm like, dad, shoot me now. Like I just, I never got into U2. U2 was a little bit before my time, like to really get into it. So I'm like, cool. It's what's his name again? Bono. Oh, okay. (laughs) Bono. Yeah. That's okay to me. And I think Bono as a human being is a badass. Like he does so much like charitable shit and like does Mm -hmm. a lot of, as a human being, he's cool. But like, he's like, Coldplay, like Coldplay is the new U2, like, or at least they were for a while in the early 2000s and late 2000s. And I, I didn't like them either. Like, I'm just like, eh, I can barely understand half of what you're saying. And it's the same fucking tunes. I, yeah, I Coldplay just never, sold I, out, dude. Yeah. Used to be great. I never, I, the first time I heard Coldplay, I was like, oh, it sounds like U2. So I'm done because <laughs> I didn't enjoy U2 ever. So, but yeah. Interesting movie. I had fun, guys. Like, I felt like a little kid watching this movie. Yeah. And there was some heartstring shit, like watching Clay Calloway talk about his wife. And, like, you know, there are people out there that do that. Like, they lose a spouse or a partner or whatever, and it shuts them down or a parent, you know what I mean? Or a child. And, like, they're just done, you know? So I thought that was interesting. I like the part when he, they were acapella singing with the crowd and his wife kind of appearing as a, kind of a ghostly yeah. figure next to him. Like, that one, like, that, that would hit home. Cause you think about when you've been at concerts with moments like that, if you're a part of something like that, like you can, you feel a part of that moment. That's what music is about. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And I love music. Well, and live music is, it can be really bad or it can be just the greatest thing. Like sometimes that interaction with the artist and like the band or whatever, and you know that they're feeding off of that energy just as much as you are as a listener. So it's really cool. Like the idea of live performances and, so I I liked it. I thought that was pretty fun. It's a fun movie. I enjoyed it more than I thought I was going to. So should we rate it? Let's do it. Yeah. I think we've we've exhausted enough talking points about a kid's movie revolving around animals and singing. Yeah. I'll go first. Look, guys, I love this. I, I left laughing with Casey and just saying this was a really fun movie. It was cute. It had some emotional pieces. With the exception of the fact that I just wasn't into two of the main characters at all. Like, Rosita and Ash, like I just didn't care about them. But the fact that, and again, that I, I'm sure that comes from not seeing the first one more than anything. But like watching the side characters, I laughed so hard, and some of them like were so much fun to just. Even the the bad guy was fucking hilarious. Like the fact that he kept trying to sneak his way in when something went well, or like he got on the news and like completely shit on Buster Moon in that interview. <laughs> it just, it was so funny and entertaining to me from start to finish. I had a great time watching this movie. So yeah, I highly recommend this thing and I'm going to go watch the first one when I get a second. I haven't had a chance to yet, but 
that's how much fun I had watching this one is that I wanted to watch the first one. So I'm going to give this movie a four. I thought the story was fun. I thought it was great time. Even as an adult, we didn't even take any kids with us this time. Like we normally do to the animated movies, all the kids are doing stuff. So I can only imagine how much even more fun it would have been with my nieces and nephew. And it just would have been fun. I had a good time. Go check this movie out. I'll watch this movie again. If it's on, I, I think it's fun. So, all right, Mattson. Yeah, I'm going to give this movie a four as well. Uh, I'm trying to put in the context of a great like animated movie and such. It's it's not in the upper echelon for me. But again, a lot of what Jay just said, it, I was entertained. I had fun. Like I was laughing. It, the movie went by and I was like, man, like that was great. It's something I want to watch again. I can already see like if it was on this coming next weekend or something, I'd watch again just for alone some of just the songs and the feelings that it generates within you. I think some of the critiques our JJ already talked about, some of the main characters, they made an active choice to not lean into them anymore. They added some of these subsidiary characters, which worked, but at the detriment to some of these others. And there's some definite kids movie plot jumping that I think is just indicative of the genre for an adult looking at it doesn't always serve the best way to drive a story home. And for that matter, some other animated movies do it better. But this one, you'll be entertained. If you're watching it with kids, you're going to have a good time, especially if there's some of the music that you enjoy, probably get you listening with them in the car. And they're like, well, who's Bono? Like, or they'll probably ask you who Clay, Clay Kellen is and think it's a real, real singer and everything. And be like, ah, no, it's this guy from YouTube and JJ Ovec. Don't ever listen to it. But if you actually like <laughs> YouTube, maybe you will listen to it with them. But it's just fun. It just come back to it was fun. The story is well done enough. I think it took the brand further. And, and I was impressed as a sequel. They did a good job to continue the vibe of what the first one was for me. So solid four. I'll watch it again. Perfect. Javier, finish this off, buddy. I'm going to give it a three. I think the first one deserves a four. This one just wasn't as good. Like, I really like the first one because it was like a real... Like each character had their own thing that they were overcoming and it, it was relatable and it was real. This one, not so much. It was we're in Vegas and we're having fun in Vegas type of thing. So I still think the big bad guy, if he wasn't you know, a murderer, he would have had the victim in the story. So I think Buster Moon is the real bad guy here. And I think he should be arrested for fraud. But you know, <laughs> anyway, um, I'd watch this again. I'd prefer to watch the first one though, if I had a choice. But if this was on, I'd watch it. I still, I just want a, a movie now about ripped kangaroos. <laughs> yeah, they just need to remake Magic Mike. You know, they need, they need to do what they do with like, you know, Olaf and some of the Pixar things where they release like shorts. They just need to <laughs> like release shorts. Yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you imagine, I don't, have you guys seen Magic Mike? No, I haven't seen no, it. No, I haven't seen it. So one of these strippers is played by, like, I don't know if you guys ever got into wrestling, but like Kevin Nash, he's like this giant mm. tall, just huge muscular. He's big. He's a WWE wrestler. All I could picture when we were talking about that is this giant kangaroo that stands like a foot taller than all the other kangaroos. And, he's, and he doesn't say much in this movie. So he's just kind of standing there the whole time, like ripped as hell. Just being jacked. Dude, I would watch the shit. The funny that. thing they could do, if you think about it though, like they could do that. They could do some Cirque du Soleil weird, like lemur yeah. type shiz. All, I mean... They could do like four or five things where to Javier's point about making a movie and then doing like a TV thing with it, but they could do sporadic little things like they've done. That would be awesome. I'd love to see that. Be, be great. They could just have like a UFC fight, like cuts to a UFC <laughs> fight of just like Conor McGregor's voicing just some like, <laughs> like orangutan. 
<laughs> like an Irish shepherd or something. Yeah, like, yeah. like an Irish setter. He's just yeah. like, dude, that would be awesome of it. <laughs> I just want to see Vegas as animals, like all the weird <laughs> shit that you see. <laughs> Like some ancient ass, like a peacock would be a stripper sitting at a fucking yeah. They're gonna like some ancient poodle sitting at the slot machines, just give me my money, like with the little card hanging off her belt. Oh, and shit. Oh, that would be the greatest. Uh, that would have taken this movie to a five. They threw some of that stuff in oh. for me. I could have looked everything else, and I would have just died of laughter. Dude. <laughs> it's like that movie Robots. Do you guys ever see that cartoon Robots with like oh the blue yeah yeah. Yeah, and, and they had this, like, Ewan McGregor was, like, the main robot. He's, like, his mm-hmm. blue guy. And then, they like, there was one clip where they go by, and it was just this random thing. They were in a building, and it had the restrooms and men and women. And it had, like, a plug for the men, and it had an outlet for the women. And I almost fell over in the theater. I got my nieces with me, and they're like, why are you laughing, Uncle JJ? I'm like, don't worry about it. But that's no. just like, <laughs> like, that's the shit I look for in cartoons when there's like blatantly adult shit. I'm just like, oh, that's great. So, all right. There it is. Pretty high ratings for Sing 2 next week. The 355. We'll be reviewing that. So tune in for that one. And uh, yeah, Mattson, tell them where they can find us. If you would like to listen to more animated movie reviews, that probably won't be happening for a very long time. Could be six <laughs> months, could be like eight months. You never know unless yeah. uh, we surprise you. Come listen to What's the Verdict on anywhere. A good podcast can be found Apple, Spotify, Stitcher. Come check us out on social media as well and what's the verdict.com to see what's upcoming. And then YouTube for our spoiler freeze. And don't forget, leave us a review. Leave us a comment on our website. Build up our self-esteem. We love providing great content for you all. Yeah, we're only accepting five-star reviews. So Yeah. <laughs> Everything else will shame you on the next episode. <laughs> so shame us at your, at your own peril. At your own peril. Yeah. Because we have a huge listener base. So you better Most be careful. Listeners, hey, it's growing. I think this is 105 episodes. Now we're close to hitting 16,000 downloads total. We're getting nice. there. Yeah, it's fun. It's been fun. Anyway, as always, we appreciate you tuning in. We'll catch you on the next one. Bye. Bye bye now. Cinematic out.